Man, oh man, what a fight. What a fight between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. The third fight, the trilogy. Uh, it drove me nuts that they called it that because it was like, there's not one and one, so there could possibly be a fourth fight. Anyways, uh, welcome everyone to the Fight Library. I'm your host, Blaine Henry, and today I'm talking about uh, boxing. If you haven't really guessed it by now, Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. A banger. Uh, best fight of the trilogy by far. Um, before we get into this episode, uh, check me out on Patreon where I'm doing exclusive content there. Uh, follow me on Twitter if you're, you know, just wanting to do a little bit, not a lot of bit of support, but I love you just the same. My Twitter is BlaineHenryTFL, so get at me on there also. Anyways, let's go ahead and get into this fight. So I was one of the guys that was like, oh man, the rematch calls. I was mad at Deontay Wilder for enacting his rematch clause. Um, I thought, oh, come on, it's a foregone conclusion that Tyson Fury is better than you, dude. But he wanted his shot at his belt back. And uh, he took it. And it turns out that was a really good idea for the fans. You know, I was, I was happy that we got that opportunity to see this third fight because the first two fights were actually really fun. Um, especially the first one. The first one will probably be the one that everybody talks about, uh, especially with Tyson Fury's legacy being... Um, him getting up from Deontay Wilder's 12th round knockdown. You'll see that more than you'll see this third fight for sure. But make no mistake about it. This third fight is the best fight of the trilogy. I love it. Um, so yeah, early on in the fight, Deontay Wilder, he had a different game plan. His new trainer, Malik Scott, you could tell they spent a lot of time um, training for this fight and preparing for this fight, which, I mean, it's been over a year. So it makes sense that they train forward a lot. They, you know, I'd be concerned if they hadn't to. And I was kind of worried at first because I thought, oh man, Deontay's just going off the he cheated and I'm going to catch him cheating uh, trope of things. And he's not changing anything. Plot twist, he changed a lot. And uh, yeah, it was great. So he comes out, he starts jabbing to the body early on, the first round for sure. And he does that when Fury starts to come in. And Fury kind of just stands there for a second, like, oh, what's going on? Hey, this is a little different. But. Um, you know, jabbing to the body, kind of, Fury came in at his heaviest at 277, and Wilder was at his heaviest, too, at 238, but at 277, Tyson Fury was kind of fat, let's be honest here, and if you look at pictures of Tyson Fury when he was, uh, right before he fought Klitschko, they showed, like, a highlight of him, uh, you know, doing the whole singing thing, oh, this is how not nervous I am, and was, Tyson Fury was a skinny guy, you know, he, he wasn't this big, and he struggled with his mental health and stuff, and that's well documented, and that's probably part of it, so... Yeah, he comes in at 277, so I'm, I'm kind of worried about the cardio of Tyson Fury, and he proved me wrong in the fight, but Deontay Wilder's game plan was to exploit that cardio. So he comes in, he starts jabbing to the body a lot, and he, he does a step in, he leans over, you know, I'm thinking in, I'm in MMA mode coming out of the McKenzie Dern fight, high kick, but you can't high kick Tyson Fury because this is, uh, or Deontay Wilder, because this is boxing. Anyway, so I, I really like the, the body. Um, you know, Fury, his one-two was on point all night though um i thought the lead hook would do well with um or the check hook as as wilder goes to the th uh to the body so when he like leans over he, he throws a check hook that lead hook and he'll pop him you know he, he's his arm is out from for, for balancing and that that's exposed and he threw a couple of them in the fight but he didn't really go to that as much um 
round two, you know, Fury still, he was looking stagnant and slow defensively. It was the, the body jab, and it was kind of just throwing him off for a little bit there. But in round three, Tyson Fury comes out, and he's like, all right, I've got to actually box. I've got to do my game plan. And Tyson Fury does just that. So he comes out, and he starts moving around, and he starts pushing him. But this time, you know, Deontay Water, we know, I've talked about it in the past, he can't fight off the back foot. And he still can't fight off the back foot. He did. He does it better there. That body jab kind of helped him out there. So that, and we see Deontay, um, you know, it, the the uppercuts and the clinch and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, so the first knockdown of the fight, uh, first of, of, I think, five it was, um, they're, they're, they're shoulder to shoulder in the clinch. And Fury catches, uh, or Wilder catches Fury, or somebody, I don't remember. But anyway, it was the right hook from, uh, from um, Tyson Fury. Goodness, I am out of it this morning. So, yeah, Fury knocks down Deontay Wilder early on, and Wilder gets up, and you can see he's just kind of like, okay, we're good, we're good. So round four comes, and, uh, you know, Fury's entering and exiting quick. He looks quick for a guy who weighs 277 pounds. It was crazy um, how fast he was moving. And then Wilder comes right up the middle with a huge right hand. It wasn't one of the windmills. It was literally just right up the middle. It was beautiful. And lands right on the chin of Tyson Fury. And boom, down goes Fury. I'm like, oh my gosh, this fight is it's Deontay Wilder, the guy who can't box, as everybody proclaimed, about to become the lineal champion. So knocks him down again. It was great. So Fury just came out and he in, in round five, six, and all that. He's just starting to outwill Deontay Wilder. Like, I'm not going to let you beat me. I refuse to accept that. And... That's basically what happened in the rest of the fight. So Wilder, he's pretty much abandoned the body jab at the midpoint of the fight, something that he had really good success with early on. And I don't know if that was really a response to Fury being able to get in on him, catching him at one-twos and uh, in, in the cross and all that, or it was just him reverting to muscle memory. But regardless of why he did it, he was still back to windmilling and headhunting. Um, he wasn't dynamic, and it really hurt. So he's exhausted by round seven. And he gets knocked out in round 11. We know that. And, oh my God, he just wills himself to fight. And he's out of it. He's exhausted. Um, Fury catches him with a right hook. And Wilder bounces back in round 7. Um, and he's against the ropes. And at this point, I'm thinking to myself, man, if Deontay Wilder's going to headhunt, he really comes in with the 1-2 all the time. That's his... I'm stepping with my jab. And then I'm firing the, the 2 either over the top or up the middle. I think he would have done well doubling up the jab, as simple as it sounds. You know, so Tyson Fury, every time the jab comes, he knows the right hand's following immediately after. Um, and Deontay Wilder has a tendency to look at and admire his punches. And we'll talk about it in a second. But if Deontay Wilder won 1 2, it throws off the cadence. And he, he possibly could have had a shot to catch Tyson Fury. Would he have caught him 100%? No, definitely not. We don't know that. Probably not. Um, so, yeah. In round eight, I, I started calling for the, the, the straight right because he's windmilling. And Wilder catches him with a straight right right on the chin. And Fury just eats it. Um, another two right hooks. It was one and then a two off the pivot that, that, that Tyson Fury would catch Deontay Wilder with a second time. And it worked really well for him in the fight. And we would see him eventually fit, put the fight away with that, that hook off the pivot. Um, so, you know, I thought his, his wrist was broken. He kind of punched his, his hand kind of 
gave in like that. I thought he broke his wrist, but apparently he didn't. Um, you know, so he's looking hurt. He's punching weak, and it's just ugly. Uh, the two are shoulder to shoulder in round 10, and Fury steps around with a quick, quick. He steps around very, very quick. Like, he's kind of circling. He's circling. He steps around, and he drops Waddle with a big right over the top. And I was like, oh, this fight's not going to go much longer. It's probably done here. And then we go to round 11. <laughs> so Deontay Water is exhausted. He's tired. Um, it's the, the fight's pretty much over at this point. I'm thinking, oh, Fury's gonna cruise to a decision here because there's no way he's putting Deontay Wilder away. He keeps dropping him, but it's not enough. He's exhausted. He's leaning. He's stumbling, and Fury just comes in. He starts pot shot, and then a right hook again over the top, and uh, Wilder falls over in round 11, about 110, I think it was, and uh, yeah. Tyson Fury is declared the winner uh, by KOTKO. I don't, I don't really care about the terminology. That doesn't really matter to me. But anyway, so what's next? So obviously there's Alexander Yusik, but right before this fight, Eddie Hearn did a good job of saying, no, 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 no. We are rematching Alexander Yusik. So Yusik's got the Joshua fight. Um, the WBC, who who's... Um, that's the belt that Tyson Fury has. Just declared that if Dillian White wins against Otto Wallen, he will be the mandatory, and that'll be Tyson Fury's next opponent. So those two fights will have to get out of the way. Um, they'll probably make Usyk and Joshua either December or January. It'll be a good fight. Probably January. I don't think they have much scheduled for January. But then you'll have to uh, sit through a tune-up fight from both Usyk. He'll probably want to fight in his home country finally. And then De uh, Tyson Fury will probably want to fight in Vegas again for just two tune-up fights. So you're looking probably the end of 2022 before we get to see Usyk, if he beats Joshua. Um, Usyk and Fury for a heavyweight unification bout. If Joshua beats Usyk, uh, that's still a good fight for Tyson Fury. Um, I don't see them making a rematch immediately with Usyk because there's no rematch clause for him. And uh, yeah. Anyways, guys, thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you do, drop a sub, drop a follow, whatever you're listening on, drop a that. All right, guys, I'm out. I've got some stuff coming down the pipeline this week, some UFC interviews, a wrestling interview that you guys are going to love. It's going to be great. Uh, Stalemates, too. It's fantastic. Anyway, guys, I'm out. Later. Peace.